Hey guys, I'm Brooke. Welcome to Inside Renovation. Hey, before we start today's episode, if you ever have a question, a topic, anything you'd like to ask Pastor Cody, you can always send those to podcast at renovation.church. And in today's episode, we are talking about generosity. I know it sounds a little weird. Sometimes it can be a touchy topic, but today we are going to tackle all of that. Pastor Cody really leans on how it changes your heart and we can't wait for this episode. Um, I feel like the first question I got to ask you is, do you consider yourself generous? Ooh, why would you ask that? <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I feel like it's one of those questions where you, I mean, it's uncomfortable, but yeah. generosity is such a good quality to have. And yeah, I feel like, is. I think you know, I would be, I think I would consider myself generous, not as generous as I would like to be mm-hmm. still something I'm working on. Um, but w- in comparison, not to other people, but to where I was, oh my Lord. Yeah. I mean, I'm wildly generous <laughs> now I was gonna say, compared to you- like where I was like, you know, five years ago, I'm far more generous today than I used to be. Yeah. I feel like generosity and that word really is kind of such an uncomfortable topic yeah, for sure. When it comes to church specifically, you mean people don't like talk about money in church? No or pastors talking about money. <laughs> Didn't know that. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I feel like cultivating that spirit of generosity is such a, um, it's a great place to start because yeah. like you said, where you were before to yeah. where you are now, kind of that story process of yeah. where you were at the beginning of your relationship with Christ yeah. to where you are now. Start at the beginning. Tell us about oh, your generosity Lord. in yeah. the beginning. Well, there wasn't any generosity in the beginning yeah. or any giving whatsoever. I mean, I came to Christ at 18. So growing up in church, in and out of church, I should say, you know, money wasn't really talked about much. And then the times it was, it was super just like in your face, over the top, that kind of thing. And so I really never thought much about it until, uh, I'll be honest, until I, I was on staff at a church, like for the first, man, I went on staff at a church at 23, and even then, money was never talked about at my first church, and it was never talked about to me as a staff member. We never really did any kind of um, giving initiatives or things in the community like they, and I think because the church that I was first part of was a split from another church that always talked about money, so it was just a super sensitive topic, and so I actually didn't really have a, uh, a knowledge of generosity or or tithing or giving and it never really got taught to me on why it was important and so I knew how giving like spontaneously made me feel you know like you see somebody on the street and you do something good for them or whatever you know or or giving my time like Mm -hmm. when I served in a service project like I knew how it made me feel um but as far as actual giving my money Mm -hmm. man really didn't start um for us until right before we even started this church. I mean, uh, I think when I was at um, Crosspoint is when I really actually started giving and understanding and getting a heart for generosity was when that began. So that was probably... I don't know, seven, eight years, seven years ago mm-hmm. would probably be a fair assumption. Well, and I, I feel like I need to put a period right here for really quick because yeah. I feel like there's probably people watching this or listening to this that are like, Map, they're talking about That's money. Right. Let me turn this I off know. really quick. I know, I know. And That's we're right. not we're not talking about this to ask you for money. No, we're kind of Lord talking no. you through yeah. generosity and what that means. Because generosity doesn't mean just giving your money. Yeah. You know, right. I feel like there are so many ways that you can be generous, not just right. at your church, yep. but also in your personal life or yep. at work, in yep. your relationships sure. or friendships. Yep. Generosity is such a, like I said in the beginning, it's such a great quality to have. And I think it's one of those things yeah. when people are like, what are your, the good qualities about you? Yeah. A lo- I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say, oh, I'm generous. I know. But yeah. like, what a great quality to have. Right. I wouldn't describe, like, if you asked me, like, give me your top three qualities, I would be like, Oh, I'm generous. Yeah. I would love for someone else to say that about me. I would love yeah. that to be a top quality yeah. of, of mine. But you're so right. Like 
this isn't like some kind of ploy to get people to give money to the church or anything like that. Yeah. Like, I, I think generosity is so connected to your heart mm-hmm. more than you even know. Yeah. In fact, I would say that like I really learned that in our first year and a half to two years of the church because I decided to do a, a, a sermon series on giving. It wasn't because we were hurting financially. We weren't raising money for anything in particular. Um, but I knew, you know what? I was never taught this. And what God has done in me over the years, I thought, I need to teach this because yeah. of what it did for me and like my heart. It wasn't about who benefited from my money or my mm-hmm. time or my words. Because as you said, it's not just money. It was what it did in me yeah. that I was like, man, I want people to experience what God has done in me through learning to be generous more than I care about if they give money. Like, in fact, I wasn't even like, I was completely unaware. Wasn't even looking at money. Didn't I I was like, I don't want to know what the church even brings in per se during that time, because I was making sure my heart was pure and communicating it. And what was interesting was when we did that very first series, I think it was called kingdom culture. Um, we had more people give their life to Jesus in that series than we've ever had in any series I've ever done. Unreal. Because there was so much connected to people's heart. And I think that's what I really hope people get from mm-hmm. this conversation today is, man, let's talk about the heart mm-hmm. more than just the hands. There's totally. enough of that, right? Like the whole concept of this podcast is what's on the inside. Mm-hmm. Like how do we deal with what's in here? And that's what I think jesus really gets at in the new testament when you talk about this idea of generosity or giving he connects it to man your treasure is where your heart is yeah right and Mm so yeah well let's talk about that you mentioned kind of like how generosity and this like you know process of getting to where you are today what are some of the things tangibly that you feel changed in your heart some of those those stories maybe that you have about ways that you know that kind of transformed you for sure when we started out i mean i i would say we started out and had a what i call a scarcity mindset and i think part of the reason why and maybe even why i think it's hard for people to give anything whether it be again money time but let's specifically talk finances for a Mm -hmm. second when jessica and i got married that was in 2013 i was 23 years old Mm -hmm. she was 24 fresh out of college looking for a job a career like not making a lot of money so naturally, it's like, hey, we don't make a lot of money anyway. Like, there's lack, right? And then it was like, okay, got a car. So we had, she got a car payment. I got a truck payment. I had $40,000 in student loans. Um, she decided a year into marriage, she wanted to go back to uh, get her master's degree, which we had to pay for out of pocket. So then we were living on credit cards. So like by year two of our marriage, we were in over $100,000 of debt mm-hmm. and living on a credit card on just a youth pastor's income who had no experience. You can imagine what that would have been, right? <laughs> right so like yeah. we're scraping by. Mm-hmm. So the idea of like generosity, it's like, dog, what are you talking about? You're gripping like, onto what you can. Yo, like mm-hmm. that's not the season for us, right? So it just never even became uh, a conversation really in, in our in our household. So I think that was a, a big turning point for me uh, in our marriage recently that really like that, that when things started to shift, we went through Financial Peace University, old Dave Ramsey, you know, <laughs> and I don't agree with everything that Dave Ramsey says. He's a lot smarter than me. I'll give him that. Yeah. I don't necessarily like I'm not walking around the envelope of a couple hundred dollars in cash all the time. <laughs> like that's <laughs> right, not like yeah. I'm not anti like credit card either, by the way. Okay. Yeah. So please don't hear me say all that. But 
there were so many principles like the snowball uh, effect that you can have on debt that was super helpful for us in that season of our, our life to be able to knock out some of that debt and even some things we could do to consolidate debt that really freed up some monthly payments and all kinds of stuff. Um, but I, I think what really did it for, for me in that way was, again, what God did in my own heart during that season. And it brought me back. I remember when I started to just like faithfully give. It brought me back to this moment I had earlier in college before I was married. I was a Christian. And um, I remember going to the Nike outlet one day, just got paid. And uh, I was wanting to get, you know, uh, some new clothes and shoes mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Well, I got some, you know, it was like when um, I was playing flag football. And it was when they had, you know, like the Under Armour, like warm. The like tight. The little, tight. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like that just kind of hit the scene, right? And Nike had some. So I was like, oh, bet. I'm going to mm-hmm. get that. Well, it was freaking expensive. I mean, it was like $100 for oh, the yeah. pants. It was insane. So I found some clearance items, some sweatpants and a hoodie. No one was checking the dressing room. Get it. I'm a believer now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I failed miserably because I wore that underneath. The hoodie and the sweatpants had no tags on it, no sensors. Walked out, got away with it. It was gone. Get get back. Roommate sees me. Yo, what's yeah. that? Mm-hmm. And I was caught. And he's like, bro, you're going to take that back to Nike right now. And I remember going back the next day. And on my way there, it was like one of those moments where it's like almost like the audible voice of God. Like, Cody, you didn't just rob Nike. You robbed me, and you robbed yourself. Yeah. And I think people miss the fact that when Jesus in the New Testament, or God through the prophets or whoever throughout the Old Testament talks about giving, it's always been connected to your heart. Yeah. And it's really more about what God wants to do in and through you than to get something from you. God don't need nothing from you. <laughs> like, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, good. What do you think you're going to Give God something he don't already have or yep. own. Like, God's yep. not after your money. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. It was more about, like, I want you to be a river, not a reservoir. Like, I'm trying to get something through you to bless other people. Yep. And by stealing, you robbed me of the opportunity to prove myself faithful um, and provide what you need. Because yeah. you didn't trust me enough. In, in it clearly, and then the other thing was, is like, and you thought you needed all this crap, and you <laughs> right. didn't need it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my priorities are just all out of whack. So like, yep. it brought me back to those moments of like, man, I don't want to rob God of the opportunity um, to do something great in me, but through me, because something else besides God has my heart. Mm-hmm. So and true. And that was the shift for me. It's like, does this have my heart? Mm-hmm. And there was like, for me, there was this scarcity mindset. Um, which we could talk about more in a minute, but yeah. yeah. Well, and I feel like maybe there might be somebody listening who isn't there yet. Who's yeah. not, sure. you know, they're at the beginning stages yep. of, I need this because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have the money to give, or I'm not sure yep. if I agree with yep. that kind of take us through some of those stories in the Bible or maybe, um, just tangible ways we can talk about how everything truly does belong to God. Yeah. Well, first off, let me say, I guess I will talk about the scarcity concept there for a second, because I think that. That is really where it starts. Mm -hmm. It doesn't start in, it actually doesn't start with your money. It starts with your mind. Mm -hmm. It doesn't start in the wallet. It starts in the head. And I think most of us, me included, uh, the greatest challenge is getting past the scarcity mindset. And what I mean by that, when I say scarcity mindset, I've used it a couple of times. Let me explain. Scarcity mindset is when, let's say, you get paid. 
you consume, right? And most of us feel like we don't have enough naturally. Um, it, that's been a problem with humanity for a long time, right? Adam and Eve in the garden, we don't have enough. We're yeah. missing something. So there's this like we consume whatever it is we make. And then typically we feel like we don't have enough, so therefore we lack. And when we lack and we wonder, am I going to be able to do the things I need to do, pay my bills, whatever, and I want to do and enjoy, um, when we feel like we're unsure, we fear. Yep. And then we allow fear to kind of take over. So what happens, the next time we get paid, we consume more, we lack, we fear, and it becomes a cycle, not just in your money, but in your mind, and it's the way you live your life. Right. And it's that way with relationships. Yeah. You're in a relationship. They're not giving you what you need. You lack. Oh, my gosh. Now I fear. And then the next relationship, you're in the you're scarcity in the mindset again, yep. and you're watching for something to go wrong. Yep. And therefore, the moment it does, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right? right. So it's like this mindset of scarcity. A mindset of abundance would say, okay, whenever I, let's say, I get paid or I receive, the first thing God calls me to do is to first give it. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I do is like before I do anything else, I'm going to give. Um, and when I give, I believe not that there's lack, but that God provides. Yep. And as God provides, <laughs> we're real out here, y'all. That's okay? right. There's That's a, a truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as God provides, we're in the country, boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, uh, when God provides, though, so first we give. God shows Himself faithful to provide, and then what happens when He does provide? You don't fear it. Builds your faith. Mm -hmm. So then the next time you're not living from this place of fear, you're going. You know what, man? God's provided before and look what he did i'm gonna trust him again yeah and what happens is it creates a new cycle in your mind in abundance and i'm telling you man for me it started there because yeah. it revealed so many other areas of my life ministry leadership relationships that i was like man i'm thinking with a scarcity mindset and how i even treat people yep and how I make decisions as a pastor well like, that's I, exactly what I, the, em the enemy wants right 100 percent, 100 percent so I think some some ideas in the Bible, like, okay, so I talked about giving first. Let me yeah. kind of start there, right? That's the idea of tithing, which makes everybody uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. like, it the, made me uncomfortable. The T word, Imagine yeah. teaching on it, right? Yeah, so, yeah. like, I, dude, I, I, I get it. The idea of tithing is less about percentage and more about priority. Mm -hmm. So all throughout the scriptures, the idea of the tithe, right, is tithe literally means a tenth or 10% right. of your income or what you bring in, right? So... It's not just a tenth. In fact, it's the first 10%. Mm -hmm. And you actually see this concept that the principle of first or of priority, you can track all the way back. Genesis 4, Cain and Abel, mm -hmm. if you really wanted to. Yeah. Like, why? Because what happens? Why does Cain kill Abel? Well, because God asked them to bring the, their, their, their produce or their livestock as a sacrifice, as a gift, as an offering to the Lord. What does it say? If you if you go read that scripture, it will say that Cain, after he had already kind of done everything, he basically brought his leftovers. He mm -hmm. brought what was left. Abel brought his first and his best. And it says God accepted Abel's offering, but he rejected Cain and his offering. And he says, if you do what is right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what happens is, is Cain gets jealous, angry and hurt at his brother Abel. And God's like, listen, if you'll bring me your best, I'm going to bless it. Yeah. But you're not giving me your best. This isn't about priority for you. This is about duty. Right. And so a lot of people when they hear tithing, they think, man, this is about, oh, I have to. I have to. I have to. No, no, no. You're missing it. It yeah. was really never about you having to do anything. This is God going, I want to be first in every area of your life. Yeah. 
and my first. Mm -hmm. That's what it was about. Now, again, tithing is a tenth. So God says, I want the first 10% of your income, go read Malachi 3, bring it into the storehouse, a picture of the local church, so that there may be food in my house. Yeah. Right. So there's that idea. Now, the argument then being, well, uh, does Jesus confirm tithing? What does he actually do? Well, if you go there, what you'll actually see is Jesus kind of, he went up tithing. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. he doesn't ever take it away. Matthew 23, 23, he's having a conversation with the Pharisees and they're basically bragging because they tithe faithfully. And Jesus doesn't tell them to not tithe. He goes, you should tithe, but don't neglect the weightier matters of the law. Like the tone there is like, well, obviously you tithe, duh. Like obviously you give your first 10%. Great. Yeah. But then you treat people like crap because right. <laughs> you think, yeah. well, I give the money so I can treat people however I want to. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, you've missed it. That's not the most important thing. Right. Like, like treat people right. Love, justice, mercy. Like those are the more important matters of the law. So do those things. But of course, you, yeah, you, you tithe as well. Right. Yeah. So like, I think that's the idea. Um, but then you also get like, man, we talk about, man, you want to give it from a generous heart. And that's why he says, hey, don't give under compulsion or pressure, mm -hmm. um, but pray and seek God and ask God and then give with a cheerful heart for God loves a cheerful giver. Well, what's that about? Again, your heart. Yeah. It's that simple. It's been that way ever since. And so I think that what Jesus gets at Matthew chapter six, seven, when he's on the Sermon on the Mount, he's talking about giving from your heart, praying from your heart, um, fasting. It's all about your heart. It's not to be seen. Right. It's not about what you can get it's there's something tied to your heart and it's always like hey where your treasure is there your heart is also don't worry about tomorrow why right. tomorrow's got your heart yep people got your heart possessions got your heart mm -hmm. right so um yeah i feel like you said something before we started recording this about giving to not be blessed yeah what, did you say? what was that quote yeah that you that's said? good yeah 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 so under the old covenant a lot of times what the the, the pressure was felt was like man we we give in order to get blessed mm -hmm. where in the new Testament we give because we already are blessed. Right. Right. So we don't give because we're trying to get God to bless us. We give because God already has blessed us. Mm -hmm. So everything I have, every good and perfect gift, James says comes down from the father of heavenly lights. Right. So like everything I have belongs to God. Yeah. Everything. So he owns it all. I'm not the owner. I'm the manager. Mm -hmm. I'm the steward, right? Yep. Like God goes, hey, I own it all. Those kids, that ain't your kids. They're my kids. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I trusted you to raise them. That house, that ain't your house. That's my house. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That money, that job, that's my job. That's my money. I own it all, but I'm trusting you to steward it and mm -hmm. steward it faithfully. And so it's not like, hey, I'm going to give to God to get him to bless me. Yo, he's already blessed you. Mm -hmm. You have what you have because of God. Like, right. Point blank. So it's like, I'm not trying to get the favor of God. I'm going, God. I, I believe you at your word. I'm not going to let this thing control my life. Yeah. Possessions. I'm not going to let it control my life. And so uh, what I would say and what I've told a lot when I've taught this is I give first and I give my best and I trust God with the rest. It takes faith to give first. Yep. It doesn't fa take faith to give last. Nope. So I'm going to give God and I'm going to trust that 90% with God's blessing will go further than 100% without it. Yeah. So I'm going to go, hey, yeah, I can hold it all on myself. Mm -hmm. But if God's hand ain't on it, what does it matter? Right. So, And I think that there are always so many cool stories when it comes to like tithing or when it comes to being yeah. generous or yeah. things like that where you'll see these like tangible ways where God's like, thank you and yeah. like blesses you tenfold. Yep. 
And that happened to my husband, Andrew, and I, where... Talk about it. Let's go. So Andrew has a very um, odd job or had an odd job where he travels a bunch for work. And he's always gone. And then there's like a couple months out of the year where he's not making a lot of money. He's off the road, things like that. So there are some times where you're just like, okay, things are a little tight right now. We haven't really, you know, accounted for what we're not getting this month, things like that. Right, right. So I remember specifically there was, it was a month where he wasn't working a ton. A big thing happened with his career and he just like didn't have work for Mm. like three or four weeks. And you know, that's a month of no income and it's just like, okay, we just bought a house. Right. Help, you know, for sure. And those, those thoughts cross your mind where we're like, I don't think we can afford to tithe this month. So Uh we literally had just gotten paid that night. I went out to dinner with some of my girlfriends and one of the girls brought her mom. She was in town from Texas And her sweet mom randomly started talking about this story about how she didn't have enough. She tithed anyway because it was God's and not hers and how she was blessed from it. And like I had just met her for the first time. She didn't know anything about my life. And I'm just sitting there like eating my chips and cake. So like, (laughs) okay, okay, God, I hear you. you. you And it's just like I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I literally go to the bathroom and like renovation.church <laughs> do my giving and i'm like so basically i'm just like sorry god sorry you know yeah, not sorry but sorry. like you're i hear you like yeah. you're right we do have yeah. enough we will have enough yeah. and even if we don't yeah. we'll figure it it's like, a mindset thing yeah and here's what i would tell people listen okay so let's say you're in a spot where you're like there's no way mm-hmm. i can give 10 percent of income look it's not again it's not about percentage right. Priority. It's about priority. Mm-hmm. So just start somewhere. Yeah. Like, man, when Jessica and I did, we were in so much debt. Are you kidding me? There's no way we could tie 10%. Like, yeah. we couldn't. Yeah. So I just, here's what I've told people. Look, just become a percentage giver. Be faithful with your money. Yeah. Don't let it have your heart. So like, right. we started off and it was like, yo, we're going to give like 3%. Yeah. And the goal was every year, let's give more. Mm-hmm. Like, so let's up it 1% every year until we get to a healthy. Sp- we did that with our church. Yeah. So, hey, we're going to start with 10%, which we did. And now like to outreach alone. And now it's like we're up to 12 or 13%. And every year the goal is to just be able to become more generous. Yes. And that's really what like our heart is. So like, man, if you're listening right now, like, please don't feel this like pressure again. If you never give here, we mm-hmm. still going to feed you. We yeah. still going to love on you. That's not why we're doing this podcast. Like yep. that's not our heart. That's not the heart of my, my preaching. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, but I would just say, whatever you do, like invest wisely and generously into something that makes a difference in the kingdom. Yeah. I personally believe, and I would think, I think that Jesus would agree with me because it's the one thing he's building is the church. Yeah. There's not a greater organization on the planet or a greater group of people on the planet that has made a larger difference in the world nationwide yep. than the church of Jesus. 100%. So why would you invest and not steward your finances, your energy, mm-hmm. your heart, your time, your emotions into the thing that Jesus is building. So that's for me. Yeah. Um, but that's just what I would say, man. I, I think that like it, it is, it's, it's a hard conversation. It's hard, but maybe the reason it's hard and people clench up, at least for me, I know for me yeah. was because it had my heart. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's still something there that's like, ah, and so here's what I've encouraged people to do. And I would encourage all of us to kind of think through you kind of three see three different examples in the scriptures of maybe how to be generous Mm -hmm. okay so the first one you can kind of talk about which i think we all are doing a lot of the time is like giving spontaneously right Mm -hmm. this is when you like 
man, you're out and you see a need. Somebody needs help. A friend needs a light bill yeah. paid or a cell phone bill or gas in their car. Mm-hmm. And you just, you give, you give spontaneously. Yeah. Now, I think here's what I also believe. Um, and I wish I'd have said this earlier. Can we edit this? No. <laughs> I mean, we, we can, but We're just, say, just say it now. Yeah, yeah. I, like what I would tell people is I really believe that everybody wants to be generous. Yeah. I actually believe everyone inside of them goes, man, I want to do good. Mm-hmm. I actually don't believe people are like, you know what? I just want to consume it all for myself. I think that's the sinful fleshly side. Right. But there is a greater spirit in them, the spirit of God, who is generous. Yep. And I think he, he, he causes us to want to be generous. So let me just let me get that out of the way. But spontaneously, we've all what happens is, is the words of Jesus become true. It's better to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. There's something inside of you that comes alive when you know I use something I had to meet a need in someone else. Yeah. Right. So I would encourage people give spontaneously. Yeah. Second thing I would tell you is give strategically, which mm-hmm. is what I just talked about. It's like, hey, I don't know what I can give, or I, I don't, I can't give what I'd like to give now. Okay, so then give faithfully. Yeah. And come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. People make plans for all kinds of stuff, right? And uh, we 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 plan on spending our money. What would happen in your life if you planned on actually giving or saving your money? Yeah. How much better your life would be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that money's going somewhere. And yep. if you don't plan for it to go somewhere, it's yeah. going to plan it for you. Right? right. So like, let's schedule it. So it may just be you start somewhere and come up with a plan that mm-hmm. works for you. Great. Yeah. Do it from a generous heart. You know? And then the last one I would say is given sacrificially. And that is that above and that is that beyond. That is the widow in scripture that comes and goes, here's, here's what I have. Everything. Yeah. And it wasn't about the amount. Right. Um, you see the spontaneous example in um, in the Good Samaritan where he sees him on the side of the road and he yeah. needs help. Right. You see strategically where it's like, man, the generous plan to do what is generous. Yep. And so, um, yeah, so spontaneous, strategic. And uh, what was the last one? Spontaneous, strategic. strategic. What did you just sacrificial. say? Sacrificial. I was like, those three things for me are like when I think about my when yeah. you asked if I was generous, mm-hmm. my mind went to one of those three things. Man, how have I spontaneously given lately? Yeah. How I, and, and am I in the position to, which comes in strategically, I want to position my finances and my life to be able to do that. Yeah. When the time comes, I think most people want to help. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to plan or it will never happen. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned how you feel like everybody yeah. wants to be generous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like recently on social media, whether it be TikTok, Instagram, there's these videos going viral of people buying someone's groceries or somebody, you know, gifting somebody spontaneously yep. this and saying, okay, what should I give the next person? Yeah. And specifically there's this guy, Jimmy darts. He's like out of LA. Okay. He just is like, shout out Jimmy darts. Shout out to Jimmy darts. Don't know you bro, he, but you can follow if you want. He really does though. <laughs> he, he started off just doing kind things for people. Like he'll yeah. walk around to Walmart and he'll be yeah. like, Hey, how are you doing today? Yep. And he's just like, okay, well, I have this for you. And they'll open up a case and it's a hundred. And he's like, this hundred, however much money for you. And it was yeah. just something he did. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. all of a sudden it created this spiral effect where people are like, there's a specific Venmo account that people will give to wow. that. He literally takes all of that and gives it to somebody else. Yeah. And it's just like, all of my followers just raised $15,000 for you. We saw that you were homeless. Right. And then it, it like gives them a jump start. And he's like, it. it's all this spontaneous generosity that literally yep. turned into like, life-changing things for certain yep. people and it's like 100 little things like that you can you can really tell the world does all want to be generous yep. even if it's a dollar here yeah. two dollars there yeah. it's just like you're yep. giving to something that's gonna help other people that's right and a lot of times we just don't flip the can yeah you know and it's like because it's not planned and yeah. it's not we, we don't live on budgets we don't yeah and so some of this is so practical of just like man take the fact that i'm a pastor out of here anyway i'm not a financial guru or anything but yeah. like 
if you don't like tell your money where it's going to go, it's going to tell you where you're going to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, let's just, let's just be honest about it. So like, if you want to be able to live that way, you have to plan mm-hmm. to live that way. And it's not the easiest thing to do. No. Um, and th- that's, that's a, that's a principle for life. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think it's, it's awesome. I've seen those same videos where it's like, I've seen people go up to Walmart and be like, Hey, here's $10 or should I double it and give it to somebody else? And they're yeah. like, double it. Give it go to someone somebody else. else. Yep. And it's like, here's 20 bucks. Should I give it to you or double it? Double it. And they just like keep going. And yeah. I've watched some that get up into the like hundreds of hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. Cause I think the idea of like, I could have taken that, yep. but I chose not to take it to help somebody else yep. makes those people like somebody come up and offer me $500. <laughs> hey, you want 500? You may double somebody else. Give me the five. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, yeah, yeah. But it's like, but at the same time, yeah. Good. But if you knew the story of the person that got the a thousand and that you just paid their rent and if you weren't going to pay their rent, they were going to get evicted yeah. or they weren't going to be able to pay for their child's daycare mm-hmm. or whatever it may have been. You don't you don't even know. Mm-hmm. So it's like that idea that when I give, I give my money and mission. Yeah. And I'll end on this thought. You know, we sent a team to Honduras last year. It's mm-hmm. a mission partner we have at our church. And we're going to send another team uh, in spring of 2024 to Honduras as well. And I didn't go, but I went. And the reason I know I went, I I didn't go and um, play with all of the the kids in the BBS program. It was, it's a boy's home. I didn't go and teach the Bible. None of that. Uh, We gave all of these like Crocs. That was like the shoes that they really needed and wanted because they're just so versatile. Shout out to Crocs. They're so comfy. (laughs) I know. I got some canes. They're not Crocs, but they're kind of like sports Crocs. Yeah, anyway, they're anyway, the, they're the same. Um, <laughs> but that's what that was their needs. We gave them Crocs as well and all this stuff. I did not physically go, mm-hmm. but I went because my money went. Yep. And so I got to be a part of, I may have not been able to physically be there, but because I financially supported it, now I'm a part of a story of like all of these boys who are sending back videos saying thank you. Yeah. Because, man, I, I didn't have the time and the availability to go with two kids at home at the time. Yeah. And now three. Um, and I probably won't be able to go again this year. But I'm going to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I believe in it. And so I'm going to give to it. And I think that's uh, that's what I would tell people. There's something about when you don't let anything control your life, especially your money. It's like or your time or your gifting. It's like I'm going to put a mission behind that. Yeah. And I think you see that. um I think you see that in scripture and I know personally what it's done for me in my life and in my heart to really live that way. Yeah. I was just going to ask you an encouraging message for those. Cause you mentioned Christmas time and sort of this whole generosity, you know, yeah. time of year where it's like you are being generous to people close to you yeah. and hopefully, you yeah, know, with sure. gifts and things <laughs> yeah, like that, hopefully yeah. you're being generous. Yeah, right. But I feel like it's such a time of year where people are kind of like, yeah, well, I need this for, this gift or that mm. gift, or I want to make sure that everybody feels this way. Yeah. What kind of encouragement would you give or mm. maybe some practical advice to kind of nurture that generosity yeah. spirit yeah. around this time of year? You know, one of the things that we encourage uh, families to do is uh, find someone together or something that you want to bless. And if you got kids, involve your kids with it. Before you talk about what do you want for Christmas, hey, what do you want me to give you for Christmas? Or what do you want Santa to bring you for Christmas, right? Hey, instead of that, what if the first question you asked was like, hey, is there a friend at school you'd like to do something nice for? Mm -hmm. Or you're at a church and you know a need right in the community because like our church will have a lot of those different opportunities. That was one of the things we did last year. It's like, hey, if you know somebody that has a need in this community, 
tell us what it is. Right. And so we presented all these different things and we were able to meet every one of them. And so I would just say, find something, someone, a church, an individual, a group of people, an organization that you believe in. And I would say, like, do it as a family and give to that because it's better to give than to receive. And it's going to do something in you and in your family that you won't get just by receiving gifts. So that, that's one practical thing I'd say, like, hey, um, I, I would plan to be generous in this season to just, again, protect your heart from that scarcity and your mind from that scarcity mindset and, and greed sitting in. So that would be one thing um, that I would that I would encourage people with, man, is find something that you really believe in that can make a difference, a tangible difference in the life of other people and involve as many people in it as you possibly can yeah. and watch what it will do inside of you. Mm-hmm. Watch what it'll do inside of your heart. It'll change your heart. It will. Yeah. Live generously, y'all. That's right. That's a good way to end it. That's it. <laughs>